What up? Episode 3 of the Ride Home Podcast. It's been a little while. I I didn't do it. I did the two episodes and I kind of got down on myself. And uh, I thought this was kind of stupid. And that it wasn't really going to do anything. And then I started thinking about it. And... You know, who really cares if it does anything, you know? At least I'm doing something. So, yeah. It's time to get back on it. It's Thursday, June 7th, 2018. And I want to talk about drugs. There's, uh... A lot of my life is revolved around drugs. And I'm actually... So I ended up, uh, it was last May, back in 2017, I ended up getting a DUI, and they do a really good job of making you feel like a fucking scumbag when you get a DUI, as they should, um, drinking and driving is a terrible idea, and I wouldn't recommend anybody do it. Uh, but, you know, it's a fact that a lot of people do do it. And a lot of people, you know, get in the car buzzed and, you know, it happens a whole bunch of times. And it doesn't stop until you get caught. And I got caught and I learned my lesson. Um, so I have to go pick up my paperwork right now showing that I completed the classes so I can get to my court date with all the things necessary for me to go on about my life without being on supervision so the uh I guess well yeah I'm gonna pause as I gotta run grab a pack of cigarettes I'll be right back alright so I'm back with cigarettes and where the fuck was I on this rant, I have to, uh, what you doing, gay? I gotta go pick up this paperwork to let me get on with my life, um, and get out of the system. And I know, I know for a fact that I've paid these fuckers all of their damn money. And they're extorting my fucking paperwork for another 50 fucking dollars. You know what? Fuck it. I'll pay the 50 fucking dollars. Because you got me in a rock and a hard place and I don't have a fucking choice. So I'll pay you the 50 fucking dollars. But, um, yeah, so back what I was saying. A lot of my life has revolved around drugs. I've been around drugs my whole life. And this is going to be a pretty honest podcast. Um... I know, that's probably what's going to make it interesting, is you got to be real, and uh, I've been real, but you guys don't know a lot about me, and this is, there's going to be a lot of heavy shit that I'm going to drop on you. Um, so anyways, you know, I've, I've grown up around drugs. Um, my mother is a prescription addict. Um, you know, painkillers, all kinds of, all kinds of shit. Anything that comes in a pill form, um, I think minus ecstasy or molly or whatever, she doesn't fuck around with that. She's done it. So she knows her shit and, um, it kind of really fucked up a lot of the childhood that I had because, you know, I'm the oldest out of, uh, three and... There were a lot of times, you know, after my parents split up, you know, I, I had to, you know, I wouldn't be able to sleep right at night unless she was snoring, which is almost 95% of the time, just to make sure that, you know, she was alive. And uh, I developed insomnia through all of this, and it's just, um, you know, it's a rough road to, to, to go down when you, you know, a family member, you know, uh, grappling with addiction, um, and, you know, I've got a, uh, so, I mean, 
I'm no better. I, I'm a, I'm an alcoholic. I must have that fucking gene in me as well where, uh, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to go through your day without getting fucked up. And I mean, that's me, you know, so I'm trying to, uh, cut down drinking. I don't drink every day anymore. Um, I believe I've said this before, but I used to, you know, pound bottles every night. Ciroc, a bottle, uh, you know, Jim Beam, and it, it, I, you know, I lost a couple of years, you know, just getting fucked up, and, you know, there's no, there's no way to live. What is this bitch fucking doing, man? Pay fucking attention, bitch. So, um, so yeah, I mean. When I was, like, I started smoking cigarettes when I was really young, and I think cigarettes were the gateway to uh, a lot of other things. I was taking pills, though, uh, long before this, you know, like, there was a couple times, you know, I'd sneak pills for my mom, and, you know, I would take them, I'd get fucked up, there was, uh, you know, a couple times, you know, me and my mom would, you know, just take pills together and just get fucked up, and... Um, you know, from a, a pretty young age, and I'm not saying any of this, you know, you know, I'm not offended, um, by my mom or, you know, her choices in, you know, how we grew up. My mom was just, she seemed more of like a best friend, you know, than like a, uh, a parent figure in, I mean, don't get me, my, my mom is cool as fuck. If you think you got cool parents and shit, I, my mom blows them out the fucking water, and, you know, I'll tell a couple stories about my mom today, uh, cause it's probably gonna be a longer ride home, uh, but anyway, yeah, no, so I'd, I'd, I'd be doing all these pills, you know, going to school all fucked up, you know, not even going to fucking school, just getting fucked up, um, you know, there was a time where it was the first time that I had done heroin and I'll I'll tell this story because I believe the statute of limitations is long fucking gone. So I uh I called out of school one day. I didn't call out of school, my mom called me out of school. I was fucked up. I was taking pills and I was hanging out on the trampoline. Um I had told my friends I'm not going to school tomorrow, fuck all that. I had already missed like the whole week. I think this is like a Wednesday. So Let's paint this picture. I'm kind of fucked up. I, I took uh, probably a couple of Vicodins, maybe an antipsychotic or two, and um, yeah. So I, I had some shit going through my system. I'm probably I'm 15, yeah, 15 years old, and I'm chilling in my backyard on my trampoline, and. Just like, I don't know, we didn't, nobody had cell phones back then, so I wasn't like surfing, I was just fucking tripping on my trampoline, and I heard some voices, and it was two of my friends that had skipped school and decided to come over because they knew I didn't go to school, um, so it was maybe like 10 in the morning, well, I was the only one at home, and my mom had left, she, she went to go do something, and uh, I, I forget, I was kind of fucked up, but um... So they come over and we're hanging out and we're we're trying to find weed. We were huge with, with fucking marijuana, and that was that was our life, and that was all that we did. So we're trying to find some weed. We only have ten bucks, and the only thing that we get is you know it would be a gram, but that's twenty bucks, and I don't got twenty bucks, or I don't got ten bucks. I don't got anything else to ante on this, so. Um, we're just, you know, we're stuck with this $10 bill, and my buddy goes to both of us, well, me and my other friend, and he said, uh, why don't we get a bag of blow, and I thought that was cocaine, and, you know, because, I mean, the movie Blow, everybody thinks Blow is cocaine, so it, it irks me, um, when people say Blow, and not realize that Blow is heroin, so today you learn maybe maybe you learn that blow isn't cocaine and you shouldn't look like an ignorant fuck talking about how you do all this blow because if you're not doing heroin you're not 
doing blow, you're doing coke, or yay, or whatever the fuck, anyways, I, I, I'm getting off topic, so he says, let's go get a bag of blow, and, uh, so I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do it, man, let's get fucked up, and, um, so he knows where to go, uh, but we gotta, I, we don't gotta ride out there, you know, we have to go to the city, we gotta go to Chicago for that, and, um, so, my mom gets home, and, I mean, this is gonna sound really fucked up and bad about my mom, um, but she was struggling through an addiction, and she wasn't, her mind wasn't in the right place, um, she's since gotten sober, she's, she's better now, and, you know, I, I mean, my mother, no ill will by this story, but it's just an interesting super fucked up story, so I figured I'd tell it to you guys, so what happens is, my mom gets home, but she needs to, my little brother and sister get out of school in just like an hour or so, so we gotta wait for my little brother and sister, um, to get home before we get a ride out to the city, my mom knew what we were doing, she was alright with it, she was cool, like, yeah, let's do this, you know, but you gotta wait, so, what happens all right, so my mom, so we wait, and we're all antsy and shit, she throws us all pills, we're all kind of fucked up, and my little brother and sister, we gotta go pick them up, so we, all right, so my mom is badass, she went and she bought herself a Mustang, and um, there's not a lot of room in a Mustang when you got her, three teenagers, and two uh, children, I guess you could call them at the time, and, uh, so, I get into the trunk with my buddy on the way there, and so, we're driving out to the west side of Chicago, and the whole time my mom is laughing her ass off, I could hear her, but she's blasting this music, and she listened to, uh, a lot of heavy metal shit, so we're, you know, I'm, the speakers are in the trunk, and I'm getting blasted with Black Sabbath the whole ride there, um, but I, you know, I was so fucked up, I didn't even care, me and my buddy were just laughing, we're just hanging out in the trunk, it's a bad look, it's a bad look, man, so, so we get there, and I gotta take a fucking piss so bad, so I make my mom pop the trunk, and... I hop out, and I, I, I believe I was in some kind of fucking alley, and I pissed on a dumpster, um, it was a shady fucking area, really, really shady area, so, but my buddy said he had gotten it, and so I get back in the trunk with my buddy, and my little brother, um, to keep his mouth shut, he wanted a step counter, um, one of his friends at school had a, it's called a pedometer, and that is, uh, that's something that you could wear on your body, and it counts your steps, now you're, every day now, your phone does it, um, or it can do it if you download the apps that you need to count your steps, or whatever the fuck, I don't know, he was like fucking, like, eight years old, I don't know why the fuck he needed it, why he wanted it, it sounds like a real stupid thing for an eight-year-old to want to play with, um, but, so, we have to go to Target to get him one, and, uh, so we get to the Target, it's, and now, by this time, it's dark outside, and we, so, me and my three buddies walk in, my mom goes with my brother and sister to go get this shit, and it, so we go into the Super K bath, it was a Kmart, we go into a, I think it was a Super K, we go into the Super K bathroom, and my buddy starts cutting this stuff up on his wallet with, uh, maybe like a key or something, I don't know, we were young. Sorry. So he he's cutting this shit up. Uh, he rolls up a bill, and I was a little bit nervous, but I mean, I you know, it's all good. I'll do any fucking thing at this point. You know, I was young and dumb. So uh, they they get it, and I did the last 
little bit. It was just a little bump that I did. Um, they had done the rest of the bag, and it was only a $10 bag. It was, I think it's a gram, I think. And uh, we are fucked up. And, like, I had never felt better in my life. Every problem that I had ever conceived of having wallowed away. It was totally gone. My shoulders felt super light. My body was numb. I had never felt anything like that before. And I, I hope I'll never feel anything like that ever again. It was a complete euphoric feeling, but it was, uh, it was dirty, you know. It was, uh, I can't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just every, everything doesn't matter. You don't talk anymore. Now it's just, you're so fucked up. You just, I guess, want to stay in your half-paralyzed body and, sit in your mind and not even think of anything, it's not, it's not a fun high, I don't think, I don't think I'd be able to, you know, do heroin and go to a fucking, you know, carnival and have a good time, it's, you know, I don't know, so I, I don't recommend doing heroin if you're thinking about doing it, if you've never done it before, <clears throat> that's not one of the fucking, you know, things that I'm about, so, uh, on this time though, I was fucked that. I'm not riding in the fucking trunk. And my buddy Kurt gets into the trunk. Now, I guess in the meantime, we were like stumbling around Kmart. Um, I feel like, I feel shitty. My little brother was in the bathroom when we did it. He didn't see it, but he, you know, he's a smart kid. He probably knew what was going on. And, you know, it, it's not, you know, it wasn't a good look for me, especially in front of him. So I truly regret this day, but, um, I'm not getting back in that fucking trunk. So my buddy, the one with the idea uh, to do this, he, he gets in the trunk. Well, some lady at Kmart called the cops and we, I was sitting in the back seat. My buddy was sitting in the front seat. My other buddy was in the trunk. And I had my little brother and sister next to me. And I'm fucked up. And all of a sudden, um, I, you know, we see the flashing lights behind us. The cops had cut off the complete, like, there were like seven fucking squad cars. They had cut off the whole entire, uh, interstate. And, um... You know, they had us all get out of the car one at a time, hands behind your head, sit on the curb, cross your feet. And me and my one friend were looking at each other and we're kind of like laughing. And then all of a sudden we see the ambulance. Well, the, the my buddy in the trunk was having a seizure. And he, see, he they both survived. But the one friend that I got, I was sitting on the curb with, um, that was in the front seat, we were just laughing, he ended up going to, into a coma, and he was, like, I think he was in a coma for two, three days, um, the kid that was having a seizure actually clinically died for, I think it was like three, three minutes, they brought him back, he's still alive today, but, um, I mean, who knows what the fuck he's doing with his life. The motherfucker's a gypsy now or something. I don't know. Uh, the other one... Uh, nah, fuck that dude. Anyway, so what... Um, <clears throat> We all get arrested. My mom gets thrown in a holding cell for a while. I get thrown into a holding cell. And I'm like, you know, I'm nodding out at the, at the cop shop. This cop comes in and asks me like... You know, what did you do? How much you do? How are you feeling? And I, you know, I told him, I said, man, I'm fucking flying right now. And he's like, you don't feel nauseous at all? I said, no, man, I just told you I'm flying. And then instantly, that shit hit me. And I said, I got to throw up. And so I walked out, and there was somebody in the fucking bathroom. So I turned around, I couldn't hold it no more. I was looking for a uh, dumpster um, or something, some garbage can, something to throw up in, so I'm not throwing up all over the floor, and I turned around, and I just started throwing up, but my dad was right there, and I threw up all over his shirt, 
He had my little brother and sister. He was waiting. Uh, my mom didn't get let out of jail for another day. She got questioned. Somehow, some way, lawyers got her off of everything. I didn't get in, in really any trouble. My dad didn't talk to me the whole way home. I don't blame him. I don't know what he would have said anyway. I was super fucked up. And the next day, I actually hung out with a dude and walked around town um, with a dude that ended up dying the night before. And we ended up, uh, he was trying to score again, but I told him I didn't want nothing to do with all of that. That, um, that that shit was super fucked up and... You know, I don't know. But drugs, man, drugs. Drugs are fucked up. <clears throat> I, uh... I'm pulling into this place to get my fucking papers now. Give them their fucking... Give them my fucking money because I don't really owe them shit. But these fucking bastards want to steal my fucking money. More of it. Jesus, man. So I'm going to pause this real quick and then... Um... Yeah, I'll continue talking about some other shit okay this incompetent bitch doesn't know how to charge anybody fucking for their shit sorry I'm just looking through all this paperwork says what it needs to say that I've completed my fucking DUI bullshit. Hell yeah. So, anyways, uh, let's see. So I told you about my ma doing the fucking crazy heroin run that we did. What else? What else, man? Yeah, no, drugs affect uh, everyone around you. Right, so I've got a friend going through some shit right now. I just found out, and it's fucking killing me inside. Cause uh, I mean, he's—I he, don't want to say we were ever like the closest, closest of friends, but I mean, we were kind of family. And uh, watching somebody go through um, an addiction uh, and not fare as well as me. Um, you know, it, it affects me. You know, I want to see everybody do right. And now that I'm getting older, I'm realizing that you can't, you can't be acting a fool anymore. You know, you got to get your shit together at some point. So, um, so I found out that, uh, my boy started fucking around with this broad. <clears throat> And, uh, she just keeps him fed with liquor, and now he's smoking fucking crack. Crack! What in the fuck, dude? What are you thinking right now? I'll tell you what you're not thinking. You're not thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about your friends and family that's all around you that want you to do well. And... You're thinking about yourself or maybe that the pussy that you're getting, man. But I'm telling you, you got to drop that fucking scandalous bitch, man. You can't let nobody feed you crack. Look, I mean, I know a lot of this shit is his choice. And your life ultimately is all of the choices that you make. But, I mean, come on, man. You got to get your shit together. I know you're not the best decision maker, man. But that's really fucked up, man. And I really hope that you get out of this soon. Um, this just is not right. I never thought that you'd be smoking crack. That's fucked up. But I smoked crack. I smoked crack for one week. Like, one week exactly. So I used to hang out with this fucking prosty. Um, I never... I didn't fuck her or nothing. But, I mean, we used to chill. Um, 
in that same group of people I went and did the heroin shit with, uh, this is one of the clique that I hung out with. I, you know, I, if you don't already know, I hung out with a pretty shitty fucking crowd. So, I used to hang out with this fucking prostitute, right? Now, like I said, I had never done coke before. Um, I'd want to do coke, and this is after, I believe, yes, this is after the heroin incident. I still hadn't done coke. This is maybe a good, like, four or five months after the heroin thing. So I had 30 bucks. I think I scammed, like, 30 bucks from my mom's purse or something. And, uh, man, that sound like a fucking dick. Anyway, so I, uh, I scammed, like, 30 bucks from my mom's purse. And I went uh, over to this girl's house, and I wanted to get coke so bad. So I went, and I told her, I said, yo, I got 30 bucks. Let's go get some coke. And she's like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's do it. She made a phone call. And she, so we, you know, we're walking over to this dude's house and she tells me to wait at this corner while she walks the rest of the way. She says, I might get shot walking in there. This motherfucker don't know me and he, you know, fuck around. So we end up, uh, you know, at this corner, she goes on, walks in, walks out. We're, We're walking back to the house and I'm so fucking excited. I'm about to finally do coke. Oh man, that sounds so ridiculous. So I, uh, she got her fist clenched, and man, I'm like bouncing off the walls. I can't wait to get back to her house. We start walking faster. When we get to the house, we get to the backyard. She opens up her hand and she drops down a rock. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And she goes, well, it's, it's yours. It's crack. And I was like, why the, f- I didn't want fucking crack. The fuck is wrong with you? Why would you? buy fucking crack I told you you get coke she goes look it's not like I got a return policy on this shit it's yours if you aren't gonna smoke it I'm gonna smoke it so shit man that was my 30 bucks I should've just got fucking weed you know the fuck but no so it is my crack she has a point you can't just bring it back and get your money back that's not how drugs work and I'll take ownership of it. It's what happens when you give a prostitute 30 bucks. She probably scams some of that money. Or some of that fucking rock. But anyways. So I'll take ownership of that. And yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. I'll smoke some crack. So she she was a vet at smoking crack. I had never, obviously never smoked crack before. And... So all we have is this uh, this glass bowl that she had, and I know I've seen movies before. You're not supposed to smoke the shit out of a bowl. You're supposed to have a crack pipe, but we didn't do we didn't have it, so we just we cleaned the bowl and we threw some crack in there. And she said I was hitting that shit like a pro because. I mean, when I was... My heart was pounding out of my fucking body. And I don't even think this shit was, like, legit. It was a fucking huge rock. When you see... When you see the movies... And somebody's got fucking crack. They got a little, tiny bit of fucking crack. They don't have a fucking rock. Like, I had, like, a stone of this supposed crack. But, I mean, it must have it must have had some legitimacy to it because my heart was like literally fucking pounding out of my fucking chest. I could feel my heartbeat in my fucking in my brain. So I uh, so I'm hitting this shit and I'm hitting it so hard that the fucking the flame is bouncing in and out of the bottom of the bowl, and it it tasted like uh, chem like chemicals or like. I want to say Arm and Hammer. Because I love that fucking smell. And I'm pretty sure it tasted like fucking Arm and Hammer. But I can't... This is a wild bag. And I was smoking crack. So who the fuck knows how that shit really fucking tasted anyway. Nor does it fucking matter. You know? Moral of the story is I was smoking fucking crack. And that's wrong. So... um, But I mean, we had so much from that bit that we got that we just kept breaking shit off for like a week until that shit was gone I mean I went home obviously I left her with the crack 
um, which is dangerous. But I mean, we had some more every fucking day. And I know that me doing this, she ended up getting back on that shit for a while. And, uh, you know, that's no fucking good. But I mean, drugs, man. Fucking drugs. Drugs change people. And they, uh, fuck with your brain. Some of them are great. Some of them are fucking great. But a lot of them are just shit. And, uh, you don't need to be putting that stuff in your fucking body. I don't even know what the fuck was in that, man. And me being fucking almost 29 years old now, I realize how stupid I fucking was. You know, on the heroin night, all three of us could have fucking died. Easy. Easy. That one person didn't call the cops on us. But, oh, they called the cops on us because they thought my mom was kidnapping all of us. So, I mean... I mean, it looks shady, all of us walking and then hopping into the trunk of a Mustang, you know what I mean? What do you expect? Fuck. But, yeah. So, I did... Uh, I smoked crack for a while. So, my mom started... Uh, I did, well, I smoked it for a week, you know? And... Oh, it kind of really did... It really didn't do anything for me. I didn't really feel anything from it. And you know what? In the first time that I actually did do cocaine, I ended up actually doing cocaine. Uh, the first time that I ever did that, I didn't really feel anything from that either. Um, the second time I did it, though, was a whole nother fucking story. So, just saying, shit does work. I don't know what was going on with my body at the time when I was doing it, when I didn't feel nothing. But, um... The crack was just weird. It made my lips numb, and it made my heart pound. But I wasn't, like, excited. It wasn't, like, the best feeling that I've ever had. It was, You know, it was... It just was what it was, you know? It was just a little crack, and you get that taste in your mouth, and, I mean, then your mouth goes numb, and that was it. So, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't doing it right. Maybe I wasn't really smoking crack, but that's what it was called, so I'm going to call it how I see it. See it as crack. So, but yeah, no, drugs fucking change people, man. I wonder what drugs my mom was doing before I was born. I, uh, because she started getting back into the pill. She, I, well, I don't want to say back into it because I wasn't around, but she, she was sober, um, for the first like six or seven, six years of my life. And then, um, my brother was born and my sister was born. It was right after my sister was born that she went through some kind of postpartum or whatever, you know, happened. I don't really understand all of that. Uh, but she ended up getting onto the pills and that was, you know, that was where a lot of my life turned, right? So I'm six years old. I had moved from a town called Wheaton to a town called Schaumburg, Illinois. And I had went to kindergarten in Wheaton. I lived in Schaumburg from when I was born up until I was four years old, and then, or four or five, and then my mom married my stepdad, they moved to Wheaton to his condo, and I went to kindergarten over there, I came back to Schaumburg when I was six, so I'm starting first grade, and, uh, I don't, I don't have no, you know, any friends, really, and, uh, but my mom, this is when she, you know, kind of started, you know, getting fucked up, she always wanted me to have this fucking haircut, man, and it was, it was like a mullet, like, uh, it was shorter in the front, it's still long in the front, but way long in the fucking back, and her idea was that if I look like David Cassidy from the Partridge family, if I look like him, I'm the coolest, and I'll get all the girls. And that is not at all what was going on in the fucking 90s. Everybody else had their short haircut, but no, not me. I had some Theo Vaughn-looking shit, and it was it was bad, man. But she, the thing, and so she would cut it. And I remember... Like I didn't get I didn't get my own hairstyle. I didn't pick my own hairstyle until I was uh, I think 13 years old, man. Like I was out of grade school. The whole grade school 
experience for me was just being made fun of and getting picked on, mostly because of my fucking hair, and, uh, and then second, because I was a little weirder than all the other kids, because I was doing fucking pills and shit when I was in grade school, you know, so, um, but I had this fucking hairstyle, man, I remember my mom, I was in fourth grade, and this bitch decides she wants to highlight my fucking hair, so she gets this cap, and she's, like, fucking picking at my fucking skull, and, like, pulling out chunks of my fucking hair, and I remember she was so fucking excited that, you know, and the, you know, you know when you're so young that even though they've been wrong every time before, you still believe them, like, dude, everyone is gonna love your hair, so I'm fucking, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly getting myself pumped up for school tomorrow, because maybe, maybe these people will like my fucking hairstyle for once. No, that didn't happen. I walked in, and it was picture day. Fucking A, I forgot. Yeah, it was picture day. And I'm wearing this old throwback fucking shit that my other cousin wore for his... It was like... It was his fourth grade picture. I wore it during my fourth grade picture. My mom, being retro, made my little brother wear that shit, too, for his fourth grade fucking picture. And I don't understand why. It was just one of them fucking colorful ass 90s shirts ugly as fuck but anyways uh so i walk up to all my friends and peers and shit hoping to be accepted for like once you know i'll have more than like one or two fucking friends and no the this fucking asshole fucking asshole nick pokorny nick pokorny would he was the worst out of all of them, out of all of them, he was the one that, that, that really knew a zinger, you know, knew what to say to get everybody else to laugh at you, right, and I walked up, and I never heard this expression before, but he must have somewhere, but I walked up, and he goes, damn, Mike, well, he didn't say damn, we're in fourth grade, he goes, wow, what happened to you, Mike, looks like you got into a fight with a lawnmower, everybody starts laughing at me. And I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about, so I had to go to my one friend who's kind of like, uh, he's got a weird, weird face, but I mean, you know, when you gotta hang out with who you hang out with, the other people would get picked on, and they, then he explained it to me, no, it looks like you put your head in a lawnmower and it fucked up your hair, Mike, and, uh, yeah, that really fucked my whole day up. So, like, my fourth grade picture, I put on a fake-ass smile, but, I mean, you could see the the darkness and sadness in my eyes before that. It was, was kind of fucked up. But, yeah, no, I had that, uh, had that same haircut for, till I was, like, 12. Fucking 12 years old, walking around with a mullet. Unbelievable. You know, I think, I think the kids, up until they're 18, should get to decide their haircut. And then once you're 18, then your parents can tell you what fucking haircut to get if they don't agree with it. But I mean, let the kid have an individual side. Now I just shave my fucking head. I hate hair now, you know? I think the first haircut that I picked out myself was a mushroom cut. Because that was the cool cut back then. Except for the fact that I was a year late. The mushroom cut went out of style like right before I got it. So then I walked up and I still ended up getting it because it was better than that fucking mullet that my my mom had me walking around with. So I just had a uh, mushroom cut for a couple years. And it was, you know, it was just real, you know, real sad. And I remember not knowing what I would look like with a short haircut. So I was afraid to get a short haircut. But everybody else in my class has short haircuts. So, um, you know, I don't know. I should have just went along with, with that a while before. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling now. But there was, uh, there was something else that I was talk about today motherfucker don't you hate that some on the tip of your tongue
And then you just fucking forget. But yeah, no, growing up, growing up was pretty rough. Yeah, I can't believe that kid's smoking fucking crack, man. Especially with her. She is no looker. She is no looker. She's kind of a... Uh, Porky-looking bitch, you know? And I don't really feel bad about saying that shit. Because when it comes down to it, if you're going to get my fucking friend addicted to crack, you are none of my friend's friends. Somebody should ride on your fucking ass. And be infecting other people with your fucking disease. I understand drug addiction. That shit fucking happens. But don't go pushing that shit off on everybody else. Especially when you look like shit. Fuck that. But. You know. I don't really care. I don't judge people by the way that they look. But this broad is. Uh, she got. She got some bad karma coming her way, so I don't really give a fuck. And, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but if you're offended, I think I'm just going to only get more honest from here on out, so you might as well just stop listening to this podcast, because, uh, I don't know, I've got a lot of crazy experiences, and I don't want to censor myself. You know, what's going on these days is how everybody's getting so fucking pissed off over all this little shit. You know what? My mom, my, not my mom, my mother-in-law, I told her I was doing this podcast and she goes, uh, well, keep it clean. So keep it clean? What are you talking about? No swearing. No fucking swearing. Are you high? Do you go through your life not swearing? Because I'm pretty sure you said a swear word in the sentence right before you said keep it clean. And uh, and I had, a, I had a discussion with her last night about the word cunt. Cunt, that word, will rile up women like no other fucking word. And I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's just a fucking word. You know, there was... The only time that a word has ever offended me, and it was only a slight offense that I took to it, the only time was when I was working at a, a job prior to this one, and I was polishing some shit, and everybody used to listen to uh, Steve Harvey in the mornings. So... Steve Harvey in the mornings, and I, I normally like that show, you know, I listen to that shit every fucking morning with everybody else, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm with the culture, you know, I, I totally get it, well, they made a fucking, they said something about Obama, uh, somebody was, uh, bitching about something that Obama had done, I stay out of politics, I don't want to fucking talk about that shit, shit gets on my fucking nerves, every time you turn around, you hear something about Trump, something about this and that, something about Hillary, um, and I'm fucking sick and tired of the shit, if I hear a view that I don't really agree with, it fucking raises my blood pressure, so I don't fucking, I don't even want to think about politics, but I've never voted, uh, I believe everything is fucking rigged, and you were picked to be a president, or you were, you know, anyway, so, um, just a quick 5.15 p.m. update, 90 sucks and people are driving like fucking idiots so it's really hard for me to pay attention and talk this whole time um when i'm also having to focus on the road but i do have confidence in my ability to drive while speaking so i will continue to do so um but yeah back to cunt so my mother-in-law she was talking about how she found out she um she said she googled the origin of the word cunt, but I know that didn't happen. She was just on Facebook because she's an old woman and she's going to, uh, just anything that pops up on her feed, she's going to see and, you know. So the, the word cunt originated, according to her, allegedly, the word cunt originated, um, as a status, a status back in the day, way back in the day. And I told her, I said, see, 
the world's not so fucking bad. We've had this conversation maybe six, seven times. I think the, the worst thing you could ever say to anybody is not the word cunt. Every other fucking country out of, outside of America uses that word like we use motherfucker. But I think motherfucker is the worst word ever. Not only are you talking about fuck. I mean, that's a, that's a bad word. But uh, motherfucker? And you know how often we hear that shit. But you want to get, you want to get your panties in a fucking bunch over a word talking about cunt, and uh, it, that just means a vagina. How the fuck does that even? How does that even offend you? Can you explain why that offends you? You can't. And every time you get offended, you look more like an asshole because of it. Because you have no reason to fucking be offended. But I will, I will say this. The one time that I did get offended, I was listening to Steve Harvey in the morning, and they had said something, like I said, they said something about Obama, and it was a white guy who said it, and they both, they all sit there and say, oh, you know, uh, he just keeps whining, and, uh, and you know what goes good with wine, um, you know, yeah, you know what goes good with wine, crackers. And that shit fucking offended me. Not only because I'm white. I was one of the only white guys at my work. And I think for the first time I experienced that racism. And it really knocked me down a level. You know? It, uh, it affected me more than it should have. But I remember for the rest of the day I was really upset about that. Because I'm not sitting there fucking talking shit or acting racist at all I, I I'm I you know culturally I'm not I wouldn't even consider myself to be that white you know and I really don't see a difference between other colors you know the cultures that they live I embrace that shit I want I you know could you imagine living in the same fucking world your whole entire life and not really understanding anything else I work with nothing but Spanish people right now. Nothing but Spanish people. And I'm telling you, their food is bomb. Their fucking, their humor is a little different than mine, but I get it. You know, but they're some of the generally, some of the nicest people you'd ever meet. And I've worked at places with nothing but black people. And I'm telling you, You'll never find a person better at giving advice than a black man. Every time that I had a problem over there, I had like six, seven people stopping me, talking to me, listening to the problem, and giving me their advice, how they would react in a situation that I was in. You don't see white people doing that. You see white people sitting there with their hands behind their back. It's not my fucking problem. I'll let you handle that the way that you handle that. And maybe that's why we got so many white fucking school shooters. Maybe they need to just fucking get with other cultures. I don't know. I don't know. But this whole offended culture that we live in right now, everybody always getting pissed off about every fucking thing. You can't look at somebody without somebody getting fucking mad. And then trying to make you lose your fucking job over it. I think it's, it's so dumb. Why can't everybody just fucking... Just be fucking nice to each other, man? It just doesn't make sense. This world's going to shit. I read some shit the other day talking about how uh, some CIA fucking... Some CIA guy, it was a conspiracy subreddit that I was on. But uh, this guy did a Ask Me Anything on there. And they were talking about how uh, there's supposed to be some global reset mm-hmm. happening soon. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that's you know supposed to mean. I read this shit, I think it was yesterday. And they, he's, this guy said it was going to be within the next 10 days. So I wonder what the fuck that's supposed to mean. The guy, he was super vague about it, which makes it seem, you know, makes me skeptical. But, I mean, who am I? Who am I? I've been wrong before. I've been right before. 
so who knows? Maybe I just dropped some knowledge on you about uh, this global reset that's supposed to be happening. I think they said that uh, the the only thing that he really mentioned about it was that the fact that our government in America has been testing their emergency alert system an awful lot lately. And apparently they, you know, they have. I haven't seen any emergency alerts pop up on my phone or anything like that. But I've seen other people in other places get some emergency alerts on their phones. And uh, it's kind of, you know, it's scary shit, man. But it is what it is. We'll see. We're all just pawns. We're all just people. I mean, once... Once everybody, you know, here's here's something that I was thinking about. I think that they've the media has everybody hating each other now, in the left versus the right, when we're all just fucking people. And once people wake up and realize, like, hey, let's snap out of this fucking distraction for a second and stop fighting each other, and realize that we get 99% of us right here. And we have way more fucking power than all of them got. Then things will fucking change. The problem is, is that 98% of this 99% are fucking idiots. And they would rather sit there and get likes on Facebook for divisive-ass comments. And uh, live their life through a fucking screen then actually go out and talk to people or get educated about some shit that they didn't know about, you know? Now, I said I didn't really get too much into politics, but, I mean, that was that's not really... That's not real. I'm, I'm kind of conservative. Uh, I'm very conservative. Um, I wasn't... I grew up Democratic and uh, looking for the little man. But I, I... Now that I'm getting older, I'm just seeing that that whole, uh, the whole party is just trying to keep fucking people down, you know, they don't ever really talk about succeeding and, like, actually helping people, they just want to give people the fucking handouts to where they don't have to fucking, they don't want to have to do anything, and now it's, I don't know, I don't know, that's a, a topic for another day when I, when I'm better, you know, using my head and not driving so I had I had done a podcast with Larry and uh, we were we were talking about um, all kinds of different shit we went rating uh, you know different beers and things like that we were just drinking and uh, and I don't know what happened to it I paused it And then I went away. So I was going to make that another episode. But then after that went away, it kind of demotivated me even more. Because, well, now I'm trying to get back into the swing of shit. And then it's just fucking gone. Technical fucking difficulties. So it took me a little bit to get over that. But you got to hear, you know... You got you got to do it. If you're going to do it, you got to do it. You got to do it right and honest. And that's what, you know, draws people in. So I'm just going to do this from now on. It's not uh It's not fun when you're sitting there listening to you know some of these, you know, role models, some people that you look up to in like the comedy world you listen to them all day and they say you know if you're gonna do it you gotta do it you know Joey Diaz and Theo Vine and super motivational shit you know Kreischer and uh super motivational shit and then you get in the car and you wanna do it but you don't wanna fucking do it so you just listen to one on the way home knowing that you'll never be one of them you know and that hurts. Because I would love to be one of them. I would love to do stand-up. I would love to 
get on a fucking stage. I just got to get my shit together, you know? But yeah, drugs, man. Drugs will fuck you up. Drugs will fuck you up. I have not, I have not tripped on mushrooms or LSD. Um, I've eaten mushrooms multiple times and I never tripped, but I never had the balls to do acid. So, that's something that I want to do. I want to do DMT really fucking bad. Been listening to a lot of things about psychedelics, and you know, I feel like I feel for the most part that I've dropped a lot of the ego that I've had. It's not a you know, I'm not a fucking thug anymore. I'm not a gangbanger. I'm not thinking I'm the shit. I'm a fucking married man, almost 30 years old. I only got. A handful of people I could call true friends, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, I'm growing up, but I want to, I really want to get in there and figure out, you know, some of the shit that fucking bothers me and just be able to let that shit go, you know, because I feel like I've got a, a whole backlog of shit. It's in the back of my head that I don't really think about, but I think I'm thinking about it constantly. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh... I mean, I'm not... I'm not mad at him for getting involved with that chick. I just think that, you know, there are better ways to cope with fucking shit, you know? And I know he's the type of drinker that if he stops drinking, he'll die. So, you know, I don't, I don't want him to just stop. I want him to just stop the crack. I don't, I don't understand that. But, you know, I was... I mean, I was one for one with him though. We we go we go to town. The, I think the only difference is is that I I drink so fucking fast that it's really easy for me to black out. And and I'm not trying to get sober. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not. It's not at all in my fucking list of shit to do is get sober. Other than. Uh, you know, I, as soon as this bag of weed's done, I'm, I'm quitting for a little while. But that's for a personal reason I'll get into another day. Uh, but I'm going to quit for a little while. And, you know, that's the only thing. I'll probably still drink here and there. I'll probably drink more than I do now. But I don't ever want to get back to that bottle of night shit. Because, man, I don't remember. I don't remember. And what kills me is that when I was younger, I used to tell myself, I, I knew my real father was a major alcoholic, and like he would get violent, and uh, that's why my mom left him. And I met my real father around, I think it was, I was like 14 years old, and he was, I think he was drunk when I met him. Um, there was a knock at my door. And my grand, my parents, my mom and stepdad were, they were at, uh, I think like a marriage counselor or something. And there was a knock at the door and my grandma was babysitting me and my little brother and sister. I didn't really need a babysitter back then. I was 14 years old. But my mom was on fucking pills. So the crazy ass wanted, you know, my grandma there. And I mean, I love my grandma too. And uh, so that's totally fucking fine. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, he came up to, there was a knock at the door, I opened the door, and I answered, I was looking into, like, a mirror of myself, an, an old self, and I told myself then I would never drink, and I didn't drink, I really didn't drink until, it was every weekend when I was, like, 16, 
and then I stopped because I didn't want to become an alcoholic and I know that that shit runs in my fucking family and I didn't want to do it and then um, so I moved 